you for that. Let's take our Bibles to the book of Ephesians today, uh, book of Ephesians chapter number 6. Uh, last week we, were, uh, we referenced the book of Ephesians about the life of Timothy and stirring up the gift of God that is in us. And I said one of the things that as Christians we often do is we skip over the first five chapters of the book of Ephesians and get right into chapter number six. And that's kind of exactly what we're going to do today uh, in one way and uh, in looking at uh, the armor uh, of God. Uh, and so we're going to find our text in Ephesians in chapter number six and I invite you to stand with me if you would as we read uh, our text for today. And by the way, this will be uh, in both uh, services this morning as well as tonight, and we'll begin reading in verse number 10, and it works out that the same word that we looked at last week, finally, doesn't mean this is the end or in conclusion, it just means furthermore or henceforth or now, he's continuing the thought, he's laid out for them what has been going on in the first five chapters of this book, and the first three chapters really tell us about the wonderful blessings that we have uh, in Christ, uh, and uh, that we're saved and seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and uh, that we're no longer what we used to be. And I'm thankful for that. We sang about that quite a bit uh, in the worship uh, service as far as the singing of it goes, and uh, we are blessed uh, indeed. Uh, and so we're rich, uh, in fact. That's what the Word of God tells us. And I was watching the news and uh, watching an interview by uh, Macron, the, uh, the uh, premier or whatever of, of France, and was doing an interview about, uh, about how everybody needs to chip in, poverty, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, uh, and then he tried to subtly remove his $80,000 watch. Uh, and hide it uh, for the rest of the interview. And uh, when people see that, say, oh, it must be nice to be rich uh, so you can buy an $80,000 watch. But here's the, here's the thing. If you're saved, you are rich. Uh, and, uh, and that is a blessing. We're going to begin reading uh, in verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the presentation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message today. Help us, please, from your Word. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Um, in just a few weeks, actually, I'll be heading over to uh, Ghana uh, to be with Brother Ruckman and the churches there. I'll be preaching in four different churches uh, while I'm in the area and some other things and, uh, and teaching on counseling. And uh, earlier, uh, well, maybe about two weeks ago, I reached out uh, to Brother Marvin Smith. Brother Marvin Smith pastors in uh, Fort Dodge, Iowa. They have a uh, Bible college there, a bunch of different things that, are, that go on. And one of the, uh, the things that he does or that he is known for uh, is dealing with spiritual warfare. All right. Now, even saying spiritual warfare, uh, it kind of has a weird kind of take. You know, you think about it and uh, for a minute, and it's just kind of weird. And one of the things that the charismatic movement has done 
is they have taken a lot of things which are true in the Bible and used them in such a way uh, that other Bible-believing Christians are afraid to even talk about it. Uh, they don't raise their hands in church because they think it's charismatic. They don't talk about the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost uh, at all because uh, it's almost like they've been um, hijacked uh, terms from the Bible. And uh, several years ago, I was at Tabernacle Baptist uh, in uh, South Carolina for intercessor meeting. And Brother Marvin Smith was invited to be a keynote speaker uh, of that, that meeting. And he got up the first evening on Monday night and preached on spiritual warfare. And then partway through the morning, the next morning, uh, between the first session uh, and the second session, we were all kind of, uh, not all, but some of us were in this area, uh, another area of the church. And uh, this man asked Brother Smith a question uh, about spiritual warfare, and he gave him an answer, which was a biblical answer. Uh, but it, it was kind of, it seemed so kooky uh, to the man and that Brother uh, Aiken at the time, who was the pastor of that church, um, just decided that Brother Marvin Smith was not going to preach uh, for the rest of the meeting uh, and uh, because of some of the terminology that he used. But the terminology is biblical terminology. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, is that we are uh, in a battle. Uh, we're soldiers. And, uh, and because we are so afraid to think about those things, uh, we kind of walk through. I, I imagine uh, a lot of Christians were in a battle. If you can think of perhaps maybe a film that you've seen or whatever, somebody gets uh, dazed, um, either shot uh, or some, a bomb goes off or something, and they're dazed, and then they go walking through the battlefield uh, in a daze numb with all the bullets and everything flying, and they're kind of uh, unaware uh, in that moment of all the danger uh, that is lurking about them. Uh, I kind of think about Christians in, in those terms. Uh, we're kind of walking through this life, dazed. Not, we're in a battle, and we don't, we're not even aware of it. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, walking through it in that way obviously is dangerous. Uh, in many ways, uh, it can be irresponsible if it's our own fault. But I kind of think of it that way. And so I want to address this today uh, with the armor of God through both services. Uh, but I want to preface it uh, with uh, some other things. So it's kind of going to be a little bit of a longer introduction uh, than normal. But as I mentioned, the first three chapters of the book of Ephesians uh, deals with the, the blessings that we have in Christ. Uh, and I want to encourage you to read them. Uh, and even when you get into uh, really heavy doctrinal theological uh, thoughts and truths, uh, don't glaze over them. Uh, they're in the Word of God uh, for a reason, and we need more of that. Uh, and, uh, and you say, well, I don't understand. Um, you can always research and ask questions and, and find things that will help you, uh, but don't skip over them. Uh, the next three chapters in the book of Ephesians deal with um, the point that being different, because we are in Christ, being different, we should live differently. All right. Uh, belief drives behavior. Uh, and uh, we're taught uh, this from the Word of God, uh, in hopefully in churches that you've been in uh, through your whole life, uh, your saved life, uh, you've heard preaching, practical preaching on how to live uh, for the Lord. Um, the deep things of God and all the symbolism and the numerology and uh, the typologies and the wonderful things that we can learn about the Bible are great. Uh, but if you can't take them, and apply them in a way in your life that helps you to live for Jesus um, in, your, on your, in your daily life, uh, then you're missing a lot of what, of course, the Bible is teaching us to do. So the Bible teaches us that we're soldiers, we're at war. 
Um, Paul told Timothy to endure hardness as a good soldier. Uh, a soldier doesn't entangle himself with the affairs of this, of this life, uh, and uh, we can't be distracted. Unfortunately, uh, most Christians are distracted uh, by the world and the things that are uh, going on uh, in the world. Uh, so as we look at the language, verse number 10, again, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Uh, Paul's using language that is warfare language. It's battle language. Uh, he says uh, it's, it has a military tone to it. He tells them to be strong. Uh, and uh, the wonderful thing, if you don't get anything out of this uh, besides this, uh, we're supposed to be strong in the Lord. Uh, this isn't speaking of a strength that we have in and of ourselves because we're really no match uh, for uh, the enemy uh, that, uh, that we fight against. And, uh, and I, I want to clarify uh, that here a little bit. He tells us that we need divine strength for this conflict uh, in verse number 10. Uh, we have something to stand against in verse number 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against uh, the wiles of the devil. Uh, that means that the devil is lying in wait. Uh, he has a strategy. He has a methodology that he uses. We know that he's a roaring lion uh, seeking whom he may devour. And so Satan's, uh, he, he uses tricks. Uh, he's got wiles, uh, and we need to be aware of them. Uh, we can't be aware of them unless we're in the Word of God and we see them. Uh, but there are a lot of different uh, things that he does. Now, in a little bit, we read about, or we'll read again, about the fiery darts of Satan. Um, one aspect of uh, the fact that we're saved and what the devil, the devil cannot, the enemy can't do certain things to you, all right? Uh, Satan can't. Um, push you in front of a truck. Um, he, can't, he can't do that. Uh, the devil uh, can't give you cancer. Um, um, it's, he, he is not able to do that. Uh, he can't uh, physically hurt you uh, in any way. In fact, the Bible says this in 1 John five eighteen. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. All right, so the enemy can't do, uh, he can't touch you physically. What he does do is he accuses us before God. We read about that in the book of Revelation. Uh, we know that he did that uh, with Job. And he says, have, uh, God says, have you considered my servant Job? And he's walking to and fro. Uh, the devil was, and he's accusing the brethren. He does that day and night. Uh, and, uh, and as he does that, uh, he is waging battle and war against us as Christians. Um, I've referenced recently Brother Shadbach's book on God's war. Uh, and uh, when, I, when I pick up and read that, knowing what the Word of God says, I can't but help think, uh, as I look at those pages, and the reference to spiritual warfare is almost, it's almost off-putting. It's like you, you read it and think this is imaginary. Uh, it, is, uh, it is something that is kind of out there, but it's not. Uh, it is all in the Bible, uh, and we should be uh, of the understanding uh, that we are in a war. Uh, we're not to be, um, um, we're not to put our guards down. Uh, we're not to be distracted, uh, and it is a battle that is waging all around us uh, each and every uh, single day. Uh, he says we are something, we have to stand against it. He says we're to wrestle against it in verse number 12. Uh, he says fiery darts uh, are being um, uh, shot at us in verse number 16. It says we're supposed to stand our ground and uh, take up our swords. 
and go to war. Uh, that's what Ephesians chapter number 6 is telling us. It is a battle. Uh, it would do us all well as Christians, as soul winners, as we lead people to Christ, to help them to understand, uh, stop misleading people uh, when we give the gospel to them. Uh, the blessings of the Christian life are indescribable. God is so good to us. Uh, and, uh, and I can't get into all of that uh, here today. Uh, we'll do more of that in other messages. Uh, but, you know, God has made it clear that being a Christian is difficult. Uh, it, is, uh, it is a battle, and I think it's dishonest uh, to hide that from, uh, from somebody that we're sharing the gospel with. Uh, we have watered down the gospel to people uh, that all they got to do is pray a prayer and ask Jesus in their heart uh, and have no idea what God has done with sin. Uh, they have no idea uh, that, uh, that when they get saved, they're asking Jesus to be their Savior, but they're also asking Jesus to be their Lord. Uh, and uh, that you enter into a battleground uh, that uh, before you got saved, why, why would Satan even have to bother you? If you're already under condemnation, uh, and that's why God gives us the analogy or the, uh, the, the, uh, the evidence of the children of Israel in the wilderness crossing over Jordan. That's not a picture of heaven. Uh, that is a picture of the victorious Christian life, that when we cross over, there are giants to fight. There's battles to be fought. Uh, victory is in Christ, but, but we have to fight it. We have to fight the battle. Uh, and so God never intends for a, a believer to get saved uh, and then to go through life um, almost like the bomb had gone off and you're just dazedly walking, walking through uh, a battlefield, not engaging the enemy. And the war, by the way, uh, is defensive. He gives us these uh, defensive weapons in chapter number six. Uh, it's also a, an offensive war. Uh, and uh, when you battle uh, in, uh, in, in Christian warfare, uh, you've got to, um, you're, you're taking back ground that Satan uh, has uh, taken over or that we've given up to him. And there are a lot of enemies, all right? Uh, so think about this way. Christianity is under attack uh, on all fronts, uh, everywhere that you can think. And as I see that, um, I get frustrated. Um, I, I wonder often, <clears throat> because the attack is coming from every single direction, uh, what it is that we're supposed to do. Um, religion uh, attacks true Christianity. Uh, I, I think of um, uh, denominational things like Roman Catholicism. Um, most people, when they think uh, or say they're a Christian, they think of, of Catholic Church or uh, the Universal Church, uh, Roman Catholicism, uh, and that that represents authentic Christianity. I saw a preacher say this the other day. Uh, he said, um, young people are looking around uh, at, at pastors, churches, or whatever, and they're looking to see who has joy uh, and authenticity, uh, and, uh, and that's what they're, they're navigating to. Uh, and all of it was from somebody who is um, off the deep end with their liberalism uh, and their worldliness. But here's the thing. There are a lot of people who are, have joy, they're happy, uh, and are authentic, they're sincere, they're genuine in what they believe, but they're completely wrong. You can't just look out and see who is blissfully happy uh, in their life and say, that's what I want to be or that's what I want to follow after. Uh, so joy uh, or happiness uh, in the way that they were describing in genuineness or authenticity uh, aren't necessarily uh, the marks of something that is true. 
Uh, and uh, our young people uh, need to be the examples. That's the Bible tells us that. Uh, but uh, we're to find authenticity and genuineness in Scripture uh, and in the truth of God's Word. Uh, liberalism has successfully invaded every single Christian uh, denomination so that the Bible is no longer um, understood to be infallible without error, that is constantly being questioned, uh, and, uh, and man is at the center of all that. Ecumenicism uh, proclaims that doctrine isn't important, and, uh, and uh, the differences between groups don't matter. I've mentioned the charismatic movement devalues uh, the Bible and saying that God speaks outside of it. Uh, special revelation. Uh, Neo-evangelicalism believes that it's possible to hold on to the true gospel uh, without insisting uh, you know, on truths that uh, embarrass, you know, modern people such as um, the six-day creation uh, and uh, seventh-day God resting. That's, uh, it just can't happen that way. Uh, or um, why would God um, create a hell, a loving God? Why would a loving God send people to hell? Here's the thing, a loving God doesn't send people to hell. Uh, and, uh, but religion in the things that they say and the things that they do, um, it seems like it's a, just a barrage of attack. Uh, that when you stand for truth and right of the word of God, uh, that other Christians, and I'll use that term lightly, uh, challenge uh, the Bible. They say, I know that's what the Bible says, but, uh, and whenever you hear somebody say that, um, don't turn them off. You're engaged with them. You're speaking with them. But understand that that is just on its face, a humongous error. Um, we say, I know that's what the Bible says, and I need to believe it, and I need to do it, I need to obey it, uh, and that's really what we should do. Uh, the list is endless uh, of the, the, the war or the battle that is brought to us from the religious front. And by the way, Christianity is about a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not about religion and formalism and, and all the different uh, things. It's even not what's uh, over the church door, the name of it. You know, we're Baptists, uh, but being a Baptist isn't going to get you to heaven. Uh, and uh, it, get, it gets you, you know, um, you know, pr- uh, you know <laughs> privileged seating and, you know, everything else. Uh, no, it doesn't do any of that. But, um, but it's our relationship in the Lord Jesus Christ. Cults which deny the deity of Christ, knock on our doors and stop us uh, in the street. Um, whole nations are enslaved to false religion. Uh, I've referenced recently um, Hinduism and uh, Buddhism. Uh, and uh, the West, uh, us and other Western cultures, um, have abandoned our Christian heritage. Uh, and, uh, and, um, and that opens the door Everything from atheism and materialism, socialism. Um, the theory of evolution is taught as a fact when it is, in fact, a theory. Uh, it, isn't, uh, it isn't science. Um, modern thinking uh, and, uh, and just on and on and on. Uh, you think of, uh, of what the Word of God describes as being sexual. Sin is now regarded as normal conduct. Uh, and uh, our, our human, lives are no, human lives are no longer sacred. We kill babies. Uh, by the millions. Uh, and, uh, and so I can go on and on and on and on. It seems like the enemies of Christ uh, are on every corner uh, and that you can't get away from them. And it frustrates uh, me and hopefully uh, it also does you. Uh, but here's, here's the thing. Um, we, don't, we don't fight any of them. Um, the, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. 
but against principalities and against powers. Um, it's a spiritual battle, and that spiritual battle, by the way, most of it is engaged in our minds. Um, Marvin Smith has a series of, of lessons that are entitled, It's All in Your Head. And um, you ever have somebody tell you that? You know, you're sick, you got physical ailments, and they say, it's in your head. <laughs> uh, you go to the doctor and, uh, and uh, try to get answers, and um, there are psychosomatic types of things. There's ways that we can think that causes physical uh, troubles and stuff. Uh, but the idea of Brother Smith's material was um, the battle, the war that we fight and we engage in, it's, it's a battle of the mind. Uh, and uh, and uh, I'll be the first one uh, to admit that that's, that's the way that it is in, in my life. Um, you know, most of the trouble that I deal with uh, is all trouble that's in here. Uh, it's thinking, it's assuming, it's presuming. Uh, it's borrowing trouble, it's worrying, it's anxiety. It's a lot of different things, and many of them aren't even necessarily true. Uh, I, you know, I've got to go in tomorrow for a, a procedure, a medical procedure, uh, but you just ask my wife, every, every time I get sick, it's like the worst thing. Worst thing that can happen, you know, and, and, and 99.9% of the time, it isn't. The stuff that we worry about mostly does not come true, uh, and we spend so much energy on it uh, in our lives. And so uh, the ideas and practices and things that we've mentioned, uh, we don't wrestle against those. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. As much as I, uh, as I have a disdain for those things or those ideologies or those people, uh, and uh, that's not who we fight against. Uh, it is a spiritual uh, battle uh, that, we, uh, that we're in. Uh, so this battle is a battle for the mind, and God will help us uh, if, we, uh, if we engage the enemy in that way. Now, um, <clears throat> I've mentioned prayer requests for, um, for a pastor of a church that I've been dealing with. And, uh, and uh, I just in our state, just as an example, there are scores of churches uh, that are without pastors. Um, uh, another one, um, Northwest Baptist, right over here in Port Orchard, the pastor just resigned. Uh, and uh, so it's another one without a pastor. A pastor I've been helping is, is going out of town um, because the stress of what is going on is so great that uh, they, just need to, they just need to get away. Every single issue in all these churches uh, have been, have, none of the enemies that I listed a little bit ago have anything to do with what's going on in those churches. It, 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 it isn't, you know, the world trying to fight or, uh, or false religion uh, or, you know, this crowd, that crowd. Uh, it, is, it is all battles in the mind, spiritual battles and warfares, principalities and powers uh, that they're dealing with. And there's been casualty after casualty after casualty. And not just pastors themselves, uh, but the, the members of those churches. Uh, that some of them have emptied out. Uh, and, uh, and it's just, it's all up in here. Um, and, and it's, it's sad uh, because, you know, as pastors, um, who should, you know, I'm not saying anything, we should all be in the Word of God, uh, but as a, as a pastor, I study the Bible, I get to do it probably more than other people do, uh, and, and we who know uh, better about spiritual warfare are often, uh, most often, uh, the um, um, damaged 
because of uh, the spiritual warfare uh, that is going on all around us. And so we're to, we're to engage uh, the enemy uh, in this spiritual warfare with these things that God tells us to put on. So let's take a look at those uh, in verse number 11. Uh, and this morning I'm going to be looking at just briefly some of these defensive weapons that God gives us, defining what they are. Uh, and, uh, and then to, tonight we'll look at uh, the remaining part of the chapter in some offensive weapons. Remember, warfare is both defense and offense. Uh, and God lays out these things for us. But here's the thing. Um, it does you zero good if you don't put them on. And uh, it's just, there's no, there's no um, valor uh, in uh, you know, fighting, uh, you know, fighting a warfare uh, without the proper equipment. Um, that doesn't make, does make you spiritually macho. Uh, it, it, it does nothing. It just puts you in danger. Uh, and again, there's not a person in this room, uh, or any room for that matter, uh, that is able to uh, fight, fight principalities and powers uh, with, without uh, the armor of God. And as we're supposed to put them on. And by the way, one of them is to put on the breastplate of righteousness. And let me say this, because I know I'm going to run out of time. It's already, uh, it's already getting close to that. Um, when you get saved, uh, the righteousness of Christ is applied to you. That's right. Okay, It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done. In fact, the Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. So when we get saved um, in that whole transactional thing that God does with the Holy Spirit and uh, uh, in quickening us, the righteousness of God is applied to our life. But the Bible says we're supposed to put on the breastplate of righteousness. The Bible says elsewhere we're supposed to do righteousness. Uh, and, uh, and so there, there are groups and pastors and people even with, amongst our movement, uh, if you will, uh, who tell us you don't have, there's no righteous things that you can do. It's only all that, that God has done. But here's, here's a problem with that. Uh, if you believe that, that means you can't put on the breastplate of righteousness. And you make yourself vulnerable. And they think it's spiritual, um, but it isn't spiritual. Uh, and, and unfortunately, uh, a lot of uh, those who espouse uh, that ideology uh, are often um, some of the first casualties uh, of, uh, of this spiritual battle in this warfare. Uh, and, uh, and so the, the Christian is supposed to put on the whole armor of God uh, that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Uh, and so here's those, the armor that we're supposed to put on. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with, the, with truth. Uh, this, um, if you can uh, imagine, remember, all the Bible is written for us, not to us. Uh, in a time where um, Paul, writing a letter to the Ephesian church uh, from his house arrest in Rome, uh, and explaining to them to put on the whole armor of God and then list out these specific items. Uh, for them, uh, it was pretty easy to understand because all around them were uh, everyday Roman soldiers. In fact, uh, Paul was probably tethered to one as he was writing out uh, or dictating out uh, these letters to these churches uh, who were um, you know, wearing uh, the items 
physically that Paul was referencing spiritually. Uh, and it had to be interesting uh, to be a Roman soldier uh, and, uh, and seeing and hearing these things. But they understood them because God, um, through inspiration, put it right where uh, they needed to have it. And so he said to have your loins girt about with truth. Uh, that means uh, uh, the truth of the word of God. Uh, sincerity, the Bible speaks about in the inward parts and girds all other things. Uh, uh, gir- the girdle, the loins uh, of the soldier uh, was often uh, a belt. Uh, and if you can picture it uh, in your mind, uh, there was a, a leather uh, belt and then there was armor often that was kind of underneath it uh, and protected them. Uh, from, of course, attacks and, uh, and things like that. But we're supposed to gird ourselves uh, with, with the truth. Uh, and uh, now, all truth, I believe this, all truth is God's truth. All right? Uh, and, um, but there are, the Word of God uh, is our final rule of faith and practice. It's truth that God has laid out for us. Man's wisdom, not all of man's wisdom is sensual and devilish, and there is wisdom in a lot of different areas, and we're supposed to search after that. There are, I kind of, the Bible has everything that pertains to life and godliness. It is sufficient for all things. It has the answer for all of our problems and difficulties. We go in, even when we're not directly reading a text or a verse that uh, directly applies to whatever circumstance we're going through. God, you can be reading, uh, you know, uh, some genealogy in the Old Testament, and God can help you spiritually, uh, because that's how that's how God works. Um, but I've illustrated: you can't go to Boeing uh, and get hired on Boeing, and they give you all the manuals and stuff on how to build an airplane or how to work there. Uh, policy procedures say, so you know what? I don't need that. I got my King James Bible. Um, you're gonna get fired. Uh, and uh, so you, you can't learn how to build a plane by reading the Bible. Are you with me? All right. So there's things that we can learn about lots of stuff that isn't in here. Uh, and uh, so, um, but the word of God, when it comes to our faith and our life and our practice, uh, in so many ways, it's applicable. And we're supposed to put that on uh, the, the word of truth. Uh, and uh, that's part of our armor. Um, but think about um, going through your, your bat, the battle, the warfare that we're in without the truth of God's word and how the devil uh, is constantly uh, causing Christians to question it. Um, this whole thing about like Bible versions and all this kind of stuff, uh, Satan's, Satan is wise. Uh, and, and if he can get you to doubt what you've got in your hands, he's won. And I believe with all my heart that in my, in my hand, in my King James Bible, I uh, have the preserved Word of God. Uh, and, uh, and not to get into, I don't believe it's doubly inspired. I, I, you know, uh, I believe that God inspired the, ins, the, the originals and has preserved that inspiration uh, in preservation. It's a promise that God has given to us. Uh, and I believe with all my heart that I have it in my hand today. Uh, and, uh, but if I, if I didn't, if I didn't believe it, and if I didn't believe all of it, um, there's no sense coming to church on Sunday. I mean, it, all of it is just, you know, uh, subject uh, to our own um, idea. And by the way, you can find, you can find a church that, that will preach and teach everything you want. 
you can find a version of the Bible that will support it. Uh, you can find gender-neutral Bibles. Uh, you can find, um, you know, and by the way, if it's a, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? If they're just read like the good news for modern man, it's, a, it's, it's their interpret. It's not even a Bible. It's not a translation of the Bible. It is basically uh, what they think the Bible says. And there's, some of them are so vile. Uh, they say, you know, peradventure, where's your God? Is he sitting on the toilet? Um, when it comes to things like uh, the story of Elijah um, and uh, the messenger and all these things, it is, it is more than just, I'm an independent Baptist and, uh, and I'm King James only. Uh, it is spiritual battle. And if, and if you don't have the truth in your hand, you are absolutely 100% vulnerable to the wiles of the devil. So how can you put on truth if you don't have truth? Uh, and, uh, and so please, you know, if you've got another Bible in your hand, I mean, I could sit down and explain uh, to you um, or show you, um, you know, all the missing parts uh, of the Bible that you're reading. Uh, and, uh, but maybe just simply just like, and even coming here and here and preaching, you should be able to follow <laughs> uh, what it is I'm preaching. And so if I'm, if I'm preaching the word and I'm reading it right, sometimes we misread it. Uh, and, uh, you know, skip over a word or whatever and make those mistakes. Uh, but um, it shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't be looking down at your Bible and go, I don't, got, I don't have that verse in my Bible. Um, if, if what I'm preaching, you're missing the verses, you need to get you a different Bible. All of God's people said, amen. amen. So the uh, gird about with truth. But then it continues on uh, to say this, uh, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Um, righteousness fortifies our heart, uh, in our lives uh, for, uh, for Christ. Righteousness uh, here um, in the New Testament has two meanings. I've already talked about one, the righteousness of Christ uh, that he gives us. Uh, and it's possible that the Apostle Paul is speaking about both of them in this passage of Scripture. Uh, but he's telling the Christian that they have to put these things on. So since he's telling them that they have to put these things on, uh, the, it's easy to assume that he's not speaking just of the righteousness that Christ gives us. Uh, he's telling us that our, we need to behave. <laughs> uh, we need to live uh, with, with godliness. To know something is right from the word of God and to not do it, uh, it leaves a big gaping hole in your armor. Um, it, it seems so simple and fundamental, um, but it is one of the biggest mistakes that Christians make today. Because they think that they, and by the way, some of them, um, I think about uh, the Asbury revival that was just going on as an example. Um, they're there and they're worshiping and they're singing and, and, and all that, say what it is. But inevitably, in what happened there, as all, all of a sudden they're casting out devils uh, and they're healing people in, in all these things. So what they're doing is like, hey, we're, we're having revival uh, and, uh, and um, truth is absent. They're, they're not even preaching. Uh, and by the way, when spiritual revival comes and ho- when the Holy Spirit moves, the word of God is preached. Uh, and that was absent in those things as well. And still, some of those are going on in different places around the country. But they say, all of a sudden, we're going to engage in spirit- spiritual warfare. Uh, and uh, it, people engaging in spiritual warfare who don't have the truth of God's word and um, they're not living for God. They, they're not, they've not put on the breastplate of righteousness. They're ignoring what the Bible says in many different areas. Uh, and, uh, and, and when they do that, I just, I just do not believe uh, that they are 
doing what they say they're doing because it doesn't line up with anything that the Bible says. And, um, and so the people who should not be engaging in that type of direct spiritual warfare, like casting out devils, are, are people that don't have the truth of the word of God uh, or, or, or living righteously for the Lord. Um, it's they, you know, are not going to be successful. So when they do that and they, um, with all the stuff that they do, uh, are successful on the camera, um, you just know it's a fraud. Uh, and you say, you don't know that, Pastor. I, I, all I know uh, is, here's what the Bible says about that stuff, and I'm just going to go with the Bible. And when somebody says they're doing stuff uh, outside of that, and by the way, you know, they, where were these people? They weren't in hospitals healing people of, you know, coronavirus. Uh, and uh, it's just, in seeing that, um, when you get sick, we have people in our church that got cancers and all kinds of different stuff. Um, nowhere in the Bible does it say that if you love God and you're right with God that you're never going to get sick. All right? Um, it, but those, those types of crowds teach that. And, uh, and so if you have sickness in your life, that means you don't have the power of God in your life, the Holy Spirit, there's something wrong with you spiritually. Uh, and, uh, but here's, I've, I've known godly people who've gotten sick uh, and... Um, uh, and, and that and for no other reason that they got, than they got sick. Uh, and God can use those things to, to teach us and mold us and shape us. Uh, but, you know, it's like the, the, uh, the blind, uh, the man in the Bible where uh, the question is, what did this man do? Uh, what did his parents do that he was born blind? Like, what could you do before you're born that God would strike you with blindness? You can't do anything before you're born. Uh, and, uh, but as ridiculous as that is, there's more ridiculous uh, stuff in religion uh, that we hear each and every day. So he says, put on uh, the truth and put on righteousness. Uh, and, uh, and that is doing righteous things. It's living, it's behaving, it's our life lining up. Uh, and when we don't obey God uh, in his word, we make ourselves vulnerable uh, for the fiery darts uh, of the devil. Uh, then he continues. He says this, uh, verse 15, have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That uh, is to be prepared and resolved, the frame of mind and heart that adheres to the gospel. Uh, that's our life becoming uh, the gospel. It's the, for the faith of the gospel. It's abiding in that, and it's a peace. And by the way, it's a peace that God gives. And there's an exchange. I can't get into it, uh, but uh, we, uh, we come to Christ with our burdens. Uh, we take on his yoke. There's an exchange. I give him mine. Uh, I take on his. His is easier. His burden is light. Uh, he gives me peace of God through salvation. I find peace uh, through um, sacrificial living uh, in cross-bearing and uh, in walking with the Lord. And it's an exchange life that we live. Uh, quickly going through here, uh, it says also, uh, above all, taking the shield of faith. Uh, faith, active faith, quenches the fiery darts of the devil. Uh, and, uh, and so we need to put on faith. We need to have faith that's not wavering. And, and it's more than just uh, believing, it's trusting. Uh, and it's more than just trusting in the ways that you uh, often think. Um, we can't release things uh, to the Lord uh, unless we really believe that He is able and, uh, and that he, is, uh, he can take care of things uh, in trusting in Him. Uh, he says faith will do that. And the fiery darts Remember I said Satan can't hurt you physically. 
So if you imagine fiery darts, and they back then they would you know put stuff on their arrows and shoot them because uh, you had like you know wooden shields and other things, so they would shoot them and uh, and light stuff on fire. I used to do that as a kid with our arrows and different stuff. We used to shoot arrows at each other uh, as kids, and uh, we and drink water out of garden hoses uh, and ride our bikes without helmets and all kinds of crazy stuff uh, when we were kids. Go out at night and come back when it's dark, uh, and our parents didn't know where we were. Where we were. It was a different time. Uh, and, uh, but these fiery darts, for example, are pride and deception. It's rejection. It's, uh, it's loneliness. It's fear. Uh, it's all these things. They're spiritual things, and it's all in our head. And, uh, and when we have faith, we're able to quench the fiery darts. So when you have doubt, the fiery dart of Satan comes, and you, and you hold up the shield of faith uh, and say no, um, or even directly you can say, get thee behind me, Satan. And we, and we don't give place to him, uh, and we win those battles. Uh, but if, you, if your faith and your struggle with your faith and you don't have the shield of faith uh, or any of these other items, you, are, you, are no, um, uh, you have no chance uh, to live uh, for God in this present world. And again, it's not all the external stuff or people or things uh, or craziness uh, and wickedness. It's, it's, it's here and here. Uh, where most of this battle uh, is waged. Salvation, put on the helmet of salvation. Um, uh, David said, restore to me the joy of my salvation. When you think about what Jesus did when he saved you, uh, and, uh, and how uh, his blood uh, has been applied, uh, we're wa- our sins are washed, uh, we have, uh, and we're secure in him, uh, that helps us uh, tremendously. And then it says, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of, of God. Uh, the Spirit, uh, uh, sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, which is a defensive weapon. It's also an offensive weapon. And it's sharper, the Bible says, than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and is a discerner of the thoughts uh, and the intents of the heart. The Word of God, um, we've, we have got to put it on. Set all that to say this. Um, in our state, in, and by the way, it's in the state of the world, uh, but we have had casualty after casualty after casualty. I told a preacher yesterday, uh, and, uh, and even uh, someone this morning uh, as well, I said, uh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for our church. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for um, uh, so many things about it. Uh, but when I, when I see time after time after time again, um, and by the way, not in all these churches, uh, because some of them are solid, absolutely solid churches. Um, it, it isn't the outside world that are blowing these places up. It's, it's, it's Christians um, who, who have not put this armor on and cannot, and, and the, the, the devil is so filled with tricks and wiles uh, he's doubt, get people to fight in disunity. He just sits back and just laughs uh, because, it, it, you know, we blame everybody else f- for our problems um, when we're our own worst enemy. So I don't know what it is that's going on in your life, um, what's got you keeping you up at night perhaps or um, causing you stress and anxiety or whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's in here. It's in our head. Uh, and, uh, and we can't tear down strongholds and, uh, and, uh, and the thoughts and imaginations and all that kind of stuff without these weapons. So today, I just want you to acknowledge. I just want you to, uh, it's almost like I feel like your days in walking through the battle 
unprepared. And I want to just shake you a little bit and say, hey, the bullets are flying. You need to gear up. Um, and uh, because you're in a battle, whether you realize it uh, or not. Uh, and I want you today to stop blaming, um, you know, the, the LGBTQ community uh, or, a, or, or a school system or a politician uh, or any other thing because you're not fighting them. You're fighting principalities and powers. And I know those are kind of heavy different things uh, and, and maybe the subject of another, of another message. Uh, but it's a spiritual warfare. Uh, and it isn't kooky. Uh, it isn't weird. It needs to be talked about. And, um, and you need to engage. Uh, and, and you need to fight. Uh, and, uh, and the best way to do that is to put on this armor that God has provided for us uh, that we've got hung up in a closet somewhere. And we're, just, and we're just aloof to everything that's going on around us. Um, it isn't CNN. It isn't Fox News. It, 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 is, none of the, it is none of the people um, that you think is causing all your problems. You do not fight against flesh and blood. Uh, and you've got to understand that. And maybe today, just acknowledge that before God and ask God to help you to put this armor on. Let's all stand uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. We'll talk more about the other things and maybe some review on these tonight, the positive or the more offensive weapons. Uh, but would you just, uh, to God, uh, in prayer today, just say, God, um, thank you. Uh, I know I'm in a battle. Uh, that is clear from the Word of God. Uh, and I've not been living with a warfare mentality as a, as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I've just been walking through the battlefield uh, in a spiritual daze. Uh, 